Hi, I'm Phil Newman and welcome to the Impact Online podcast. We are so glad you're here. Well, hey everyone, it's great to have you here today. Today, we are starting a brand new series. Uh, It's been months in the preparation and I'm so looking forward to this next season as we focus together as a church on prayer, specifically focusing on the Lord's Prayer. Before we get into it, I also want to highlight and bring a great uh, honour to the fact that it's NADOC week this week in our country. And I love the three statements that make up this year's NADOC theme is get up, stand up and show up. You know, as a church, we don't in any way want to present that our church has all the answers, or in fact, maybe any of the answers, we just want to be in that space, in that conversation to do what we can to love and serve and bring Jesus to the incredible First Nations people in Australia. And so we bring an honour and a great celebration to that space and to that community today and this week for NADOC week. Well, right now we're going to get into the Lord's Prayer. And in Matthew 6, we read Jesus teaching this. He says, when you pray, do not... I love that he starts by telling us what not to do. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you that they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret, then he will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling. Other versions say uh, with vain repetitions. Don't keep on babbling like pagans for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Jesus is highlighting that prayer is not a performance. Prayer is not religious routine. Prayer is not attention grabbing. He says this is what prayer isn't. Don't stand on the street. Don't make it a showy performance. Don't feel the pressure to speak a certain way, to hit some sort of word limit, to perform and and manufacture and, and muster up and stir up and strive in this place. He says, I don't want you to pray like that at all. He says, I want you to pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Each week, we're going to unpack a different line of the Lord's Prayer. This way that Jesus says, look, don't pray like this at all, but I want you to pray like this. And we're not going to overcomplicate it. We're not going to over-spiritualize it. We're going to take this as the truth. We're going to take it as the grace-filled, spirit-filled, God-revealing truth that is the incredible power of prayer in our lives. And today we're going to kick things off as we focus on the first thing that Jesus teaches us how to pray, and that is our Father in heaven. I think it's absolutely important to not miss the fact 
that after telling us how not to pray, after telling us how not to get into the routine, after telling us how not to do it religiously, not to get in the trap of performance, how not to get into a striving space, he kicks it all off how to pray by praying from a place and perspective and a revelation of relationship. The prayer of relationship. You know, the kingdom of God, it is a family. And when we pray, we're not praying as strangers. We're not praying from a distance. God wants us to be able to pray from a place of family, a place of intimacy, a place of safety, a place of relationship. Prayer is incredibly relational. You might be at church for the first time today. You might be curious about Jesus. You might have had terrible experiences with church or with Christians or with Christian organisations. But at the end of the day, prayer is a very personal and relational thing to do. You are not praying at someone. You are not praying for someone. You are praying to, praying with. It is an interaction, an exchange, a conversation. It is a communion. And that's why religious prayer falls short. Religious prayer is action without the source. It's action without the connection. And so today I want to unpack three things that when we pray from a place of relationship, our prayers incredibly change. My hope today is that whether you are new to Jesus, maybe you don't even yet know Jesus, or whether you've known Jesus for decades, that your revelation of praying from a place of relationship would go to a whole new level. And as we enter this season of focusing on prayer, you'd understand it's not about doing, it's not about routine, it's not about religion, it's not about have to, it's not about you should do, it's about relationship. God knows me, I know God. And from that place, from that incredible revelation, from that incredible place of power where you know Jesus and what He's done and what He's going to do and that you have a revelation of who He is, your whole prayer flows from that. It doesn't earn your way to God, it flows from God. So three thoughts today. When a prayer flows from relationship, it carries, number one, authority. Everyone say authority. When a prayer flows from a relationship, it carries authority. Hey, I want to say this today. You know, authority is given. A lot of people think in our world would teach that authority is earned or authority is taken, but authority is given. We read throughout the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, so many times where people got this wrong, they thought that they could take authority, they thought they could take a place or a power or a or, or an influence that hadn't been given to them and it always ends badly for them and for others. But authority, when it's given, is incredibly powerful. In Romans 13, it says that no authority exists that hasn't been set by God. In Matthew 8, 5, there was this centurion whose servant was paralyzed and he comes to Jesus and Jesus is, is, has this incredible interaction with him and the centurion demonstrates Jesus says incredible faith because the centurion simply says, look, I'm under authority and so I have authority. You're under authority, you have all authority. And he has this revelation, this great faith, Jesus says, of the power of authority being given. 
In Matthew 28, the Great Commission, it says, look, Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, you go. He passes on the authority that's been given to him to you and I. Authority is given. One special moment I want to actually read for you now. Uh, Paul has been performing incredible, extraordinary miracles in Acts 19. And the seven sons of Sceva were trying to do the same thing. And it was this, they were trying to uh, uh, copy paste what Paul had been doing. They were trying to replicate what they'd seen happen. It says in verse 13, some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon possessed. They would say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven, son, seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish a chief priest, were doing this. One day, the evil spirit answered them, look, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? They were trying to pray, not from a place of authority that had been given. They didn't have the authority because they'd forgotten that they weren't in relationship. Prayer isn't about what you know. Prayer is about who you know. And in your life, friends, in your faith journey, no matter where you're at, whether you are beginning, whether you're experienced, no matter whether you're in a good time, no matter whether you're in a tough time, let it always be that you're praying from a place of relationship. Don't ever get dry and think, I'm gonna try to cast out this, I'm gonna try to deliver this, I'm gonna try to break through in this, and you're doing it from a place of uh, religion, doing it from a place of education, doing it from a place of intellect. You get your authority by being close to Jesus. When a prayer flows from relationship, it carries authority. Number two, when a prayer flows from relationship, it carries culture. When a prayer flows from relationship, it carries culture. Every family has a culture. Your family has a culture. My family has a culture. Now, the things that irritate you might not irritate me. And the things that irritate me might not irritate you. The things that are a priority for you and your family may not be a priority for me and my family. The things that I consider a deal breakers, you might not consider the same way. Every family has a very unique, sometimes intentional, sometimes not intentional, sometimes healthy, sometimes not so healthy culture. Every family carries a culture. You know, in our Newman household, we have conversations around the type of culture that we want to have as a house. When you come to our home or when you interact with our family, these are some of the interaction qualities that we hope you'd experience. We want to be a kind family. We're teaching our daughter, Suki. We want to be a kind family. We want to be people who are known for our kindness. We want to be generous people. We want to always sow seed and always be people that are blessing people with our blessing. We are practically, we are a very tidy family. And I've got to be honest, my wife is the culture driver of this. So she's way tidier than me, but uh, I've, I've got to be honest, after 15 years of marriage, I've changed. I'm still, still hard work sometimes, but I value that culture and I think I embody that culture. We like order and tidiness in our house. We, we do a thing in our house, a culture quality called the reset, where if you're having a conflict, having a freak out, having a meltdown, 
that we want to make sure that we don't let that carry on longer than it should, carry on past the point of healthy conflict or healthy negotiation or healthy conversation and where it gets to a point where it starts to hurt in a wrong way, starts to cause damage to ourselves and others. And so we call it the reset where, you know what, you need, we need to stop and we all need to go have a reset. And it's amazing when you do that. Now, all these things, I'm not saying these qualities are better or worse than the qualities that you have in your house. I'm saying that in our home, we have these qualities. Recently, one of Suki's friend's mum, she was talking to Tamir and she said, hey, uh, we love your daughter Suki. And Tam said, oh, that's great. We love her too. We kind of think she's all right. And this mum said, our, our girl has lots of friends, but when it comes to Suki, she's, we've taught our daughter that Suki is her kind friend. And I thought, when I heard that, I thought, there are the glimpses of the culture in our family now being carried by Suki into her world, into places that don't have those similar cultures. Now, why is all of this important? Well, when you play pray, when you pray from relationship, it carries culture. People pray when they are trying to change something. People pray when they are trying to uh, change a situation, when they're, they're saying, look, this isn't the way it should be, or this can be a better way, and so I wanna pray for it. This person's sick, and so I'm gonna pray for it. This person's hurting, so I'm gonna pray for them. This situation is in lack, I'm gonna pray for it. And there's wanting to be a different culture. Now, we read further on in the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, great, your will be done, great, on earth, where the sickness is, the poverty is, the hurt is, on earth as it already is in heaven. When we pray, we don't have to invent culture. When we pray, we don't have to create culture. When we pray from relationship, we are carrying the very kingdom culture that needs transferring. When you are praying from intimacy with God, intimacy through Jesus, when you're praying from a place of relationship, you are bringing that culture, carrying that culture that is a culture of healing, that is a culture of generosity, that is a culture of love, that is a culture of grace, that is a culture of breakthrough, that is a culture that brings heaven to earth. You are, don't have to invent it. You don't have to strive. You don't have to create it. You don't have to do it. You carry the very culture that your world needs. So when you pray for the sick, you become a culture transferring vessel. When you're praying for breakthrough in finance, you don't need to stir it up. You don't need to create it, manufacture it, force it. You pray for financial breakthrough. It already exists in heaven, the place that you are intimate with. And so you become a culture transferring vessel. When you're praying for restoration of relationship, people who need to forgive each other or someone who's run away, coming back, whatever it is, and you're praying for that situation, that type of grace that's needed, that type of forgiveness that's needed, that type of love that's needed, it's already in the culture of heaven. And so you don't need to force it, manufacture it, control it, spring it on people. You pray for it and you become a culture transferring vessel. These are honestly where the rubber hits the road when it comes to prayer, when you understand that the culture that you're looking for in your world is 
already the culture that exists in heaven. It takes the pressure out. Be close to Jesus and you'll carry the very culture that your world needs. Lastly, when you pray from relationship, it carries nature. When you pray, when a prayer flows from relationship, it carries nature. In Romans 15, we read this. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children now. If we are children, then we are heirs and heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in His sufferings in order that we may also share in His glory. This passage draws a parallel between slaves and children. And the expression and the reality and the experience and the confidence and the conversation of a slave is very different from the life, the expression, the experience, the conversation of a child. Uh, when it comes to our daughter Suki, a lot of, she looks exactly like my wife, Tam. She looks exactly like her mum. Everyone says, she looks exactly like her mum, Phil, except she's got your eyes. And you know, I can't, when you see it, you kind of can't unsee it. She looks exactly like Tam, but she has my eyes. Now here's the thing. She is her own person, but she'll always carry something of me in her. When you pray from relationship, you carry the nature of God. You don't have to try to love. When you pray and you start to commune with God, have conversation with God, you'll carry His nature. You'll carry the very love that you need. You'll carry His grace. You'll carry His healing. You'll carry His creativity. You'll carry His boldness. A lot of people try to do rather than understanding that when you pray, you will carry His nature and you won't have to do as much as you'll have to simply be. My hope today when we start this series on the Lord's Prayer is that your revelation of relationship in your prayer life would go to a whole new level. And whether you don't yet know Jesus and new to Jesus or decades with Jesus, that each one of us can go deeper in our relationship with God and pray from a deeper, deeper level, a deeper perspective, a deeper power of relationship and understand that in our life when we pray from relationship, we carry authority, we carry culture and we carry nature. Let me pray for you. Lord, I pray for everyone. I pray that our prayer life would go to a whole new level over this next season in impact together. I pray that as we study prayer, as we study the Lord's prayer, how to pray, how not to pray, Lord, that there would be an incredible revelation and explosion of prayer. The fire of prayer would burn in each one of our hearts. And today in particular, as we've talked about the first line, our Father in heaven, that we would understand that prayer gets its power from relationship. We don't have to perform. We don't have to manufacture. We don't have to do. There's no shoulds. There is the presence of God in our lives that causes our prayer life to be powerful. And so, Lord, I pray favour and blessing overrun in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. 
Thanks for listening to our Impact Online podcast. We release a new episode every week and you can access all our podcasts and videos via our website. Visit impactchurch.me for lots of extra resource. We'll see you next time at Impact Online.